edition of Meet Us at Molly's. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name's Gina. I'm joined by Bryna. Hello, everybody. And we're also joined by a special guest. You might know him as Dr. Noah Sexton on Chicago Med. You may also know him as Tyler. That was your character's name in the week of, right, Roland? Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, yes. Yeah. So we're joined by Roland Buck the Third. Roland, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming <laughs> back. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Bryna, does this make Roland our first return guest? Yeah, first ever returning guest on the pod, yeah. Yeah. Nice. You beat Jeff Dreyer to it, so you can kind of like throw that in his face next time you talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little upset. I'm like, I didn't like you better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so we just wanted to kind of talk to you about, you know, you've got a lot going on. You've been busy the past week or so, haven't you? Yeah, I've been real busy. A busy? Uh, for good, good busy. Yeah, good busy. Little bitty movie on Netflix. Maybe people want to check it out called The Week Of. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's some, something little. If you have some free time, you're bored or whatever, yeah, just, just click on it. Yeah. <laughs> Two co-stars, kind of up-and-comers, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. Maybe you've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of those guys' names before, but, you know. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, so uh, we also had a super, like, emotionally charged Chicago Med last night, so we're glad to have you on, like, the night after to kind of debrief, and there was a lot yeah. to unpack in that episode. Oh, uh, yeah. That's kind of what I love about Facebook, about too, is he's not afraid to really hit on uh, current current events or what's, what's really going on, pull from, pull from the world, uh and give and give a different side of the story that you, you probably wouldn't think of in, in uh, you know a, uh, a terrorist act or a crazy act like that. You know we see on the news. You don't you don't necessarily see uh, what the hospitals have to go through too. Yeah, um, it affects everybody. You know you got people trying to save these lives um, during this during this crazy uh, crazy event and and wondering if you know. If, if their their uh, loved ones is okay while trying to save someone else's life, so right. Yeah. So was filming that last or was filming last night's episode was that different than filming other episodes? Did it kind of work differently? Oh yeah, yeah. That that one um, we got we had to have an extra day. Usually don't um, go. Uh, usually don't go a ninth day of shooting, but we had to because there was so much going on. Uh, it was so much like with the hair and makeup department, with all the extras, with uh, just the chaos of the of the environment in the in the, in the ED. Uh, it, it, it was wild, uh, but it was easy to, to just react and not act in that environment, too, so. Interesting. Yeah, and was it different working on that episode just because, like, comparatively to a lot of the other episodes, you know, everyone, I mean, there is interaction between all of them, but everyone kind of has their different storylines, but for this episode, for the most part, everyone's working together was that different in terms of shooting it like just the fact that everyone's kind of in the ed all together working together that's something we usually don't see yeah yeah that was different it was more waiting because <laughs> when you get called on the set um now it's just, it's just more work for like everyone else like hair makeup wardrobe because now you have all just about all the cast on set at the same time and usually it's not like that uh like like the whole day you know 
mm-hmm. like 12, 12, 14 hour days, like every day. It's right. different than, uh, than you working like a few days or maybe four days and you get to go home like by noon because you finish your scenes. Now you, you're there the whole day. So yeah, it was, uh, it was fun though. I mean, I like being around all those guys. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, the blood was, you know, it was, um, it, it was also too hard because when we were shooting that, that was when, um, the school shooting in Florida happened. Uh, it happened like, like maybe like a couple weeks prior to that, or maybe like a week prior. Uh, so that was like real fresh on everybody. Wow. I saw Norma's post today. Apparently during the table read, she wrote down, she was like, you know, we start shooting tomorrow and a shooting just happened yesterday. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it was, yeah. Like a week or maybe like the next, yeah, it was super, super soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were all like, wow. Like, you know, you got to see the extras with the gunshot wounds and, you know, they're alive and well and that's makeup, but you know, it really, it really happened. It's really something that can still happen and is a problem you know, with, with gun control and, and everything like that, so. Well, I'm curious, you know, because you've been around now for two seasons, right? No, three seasons? Two seasons. I did this. I forget <laughs> numbers. But what's your favorite thing about Noah? My favorite thing about Noah is uh, is his strong relationship with his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you, I know a lot of people that went to school and they wanted to do something else but they were pressured by their family, maybe their first generation, and they have to go and get this degree in this certain field. Um, I think Noah is, is, a, is a representation of that, where he's, he's having, he, he necessarily didn't want to be the doctor, but he's, he's kind of thrust into it, and now he's learning his way around. Uh, but that's the whole family dynamic that they have, and his sister really helps him with that. Uh, I don't know if I've really seen a story told uh, in that perspective yet and that he's you know he's human he's a human doctor you know what i mean he makes mistakes um but he grows and uh he's cool and all that you talk about noah not wanting you know not wanting to bend the doctor but kind of feeling the pressure do you think he enjoys it now like do you think he like hated it at first or he enjoys it now or do you think he's always enjoyed it and was just he needed the push to like actually go and you know get into medical school and go for it yeah, I think he, I think he definitely is is, is all in now. Mm-hmm. I think at first, you know, in med school, uh, he didn't know the magnitude. I, I don't feel like he didn't feel like the magnitude of uh, of the responsibility and 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 the learning and and you know the seriousness of the position that he held uh, until he was thrust into it in season one, and, and everybody saw that. You know, people people didn't like me season one very much, <laughs> but. Uh, I feel like they still related to to me because I, you know, come to it genuine. Even though I mess up, I do want to do good, but I just don't know what it takes, you know, at the moment. And I think I've I've started to figure that out. But yeah, he's, he's definitely all in. He definitely likes medicine. He think, I think he makes medicine look cool, you know, which which it, it is cool, you know. <laughs> Never thought of it that way for Noah, but I'll agree with that. Yeah. Well, and last night we got to see Noah log some hours in the OR, which was kind of an interesting twist. Do you think maybe the trauma bug bit him or maybe not yet? Or Yeah, I was thinking that too. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll spend some time with Dr. Rhodes uh, next season. Who knows? You know, maybe that'd be my, my niche that I want to, you know, go, go into and be mentored under. 
Um, he seemed like he liked it. He seemed like he was cool. I think he kind of thrived under the pressure a little bit. But yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can hear for that pairing. Yeah, and going off of that, I mean, like you said, like Noah's at some point going to have to pick some kind of specific kind right. of medicine or specialty or whatever. Like, what do you think you would pick? Do you think it would be trauma or do you think there's like a different area of the hospital that we might see him end up in? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it could be trauma. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Chicago Med Medical is the, is the premier hospital. Um, it's high tech. I wouldn't be surprised if Noah in some type of uh, a new wing where it has some kind of innovative uh, technology that he invented. They started up that you know that's a that's in trial. That's in the trial period. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened because he's a hustler. So <laughs> I, I can see him. I can see him hustling up something nice. <laughs> And I know one of our favorite Noah moments to date was a couple of weeks ago when he had the cancer patient and his dying wish, his last dying wish was to see his son, but he, he didn't quite hang on that long. And so Noah pretended to be the son. So what kind of reaction did you get to that moment? Did, was it just a lot of tweets of people being like, oh my God. Yeah, that, that moment was, uh, was a special moment. Even when reading it, uh, it was like a twist that I didn't see coming. And I was like, wow. That kind of like, you know, choked me up just reading it off the page uh, and then shooting it, too. Uh, yeah, the reaction from everybody was really surprising. Like, people people really felt what I felt. Uh, I wanted to really play that genuine and really be focused in, in that in that moment. And I think it read to everybody. And, um, yeah, I even went on, like, New York City Live last week, and that's what they were talking about. They were like, you know, he had us choked up last night with that moment. It was unexpected. And, like, even my dad was saying that. He was like, I was imagining it with me. He said, Roland, that's one thing I don't want you to do. You can't die on TV. And uh, because I can't see that. And I'm like, all right, Dad, sure. He's like, don't die in any movies now. But uh, he was just imagining that being him. And I'm holding his hand. And he was kind of tearful of that. But, yeah, I got a lot of tweets that said that was, you know, it was a beautiful moment. And, oh, uh, Noah. And, and all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I did it okay. I think it was okay. It was sweet. I, I feel like season one, Noah wouldn't have done that. So it, it was kind of a moment that showed a lot of growth on his part. Right, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. No, and kind of going off of that, I mean, we talk a lot about how there's a lot of different episodes with significant medical cases that will continue to stick with us. And, you know, last night was one of them, and so was that one. Do you have any besides that one from this season or previous seasons that will stick with you, just like a significant medical case, whether it's emotional or it could just be something that was super bloody and gross? From this season? It can be from this season or previous seasons. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I remember one with Joey Lukeman. We did the long road home together. Um, and I remember when that was an episode. That was before we did the long road home together. Uh, for National Geographic, it was uh, he, he was trying to castrate himself because oh that episode parents, yeah because of his parents' belief uh, like I like I like the stuff that's really culturally or family based or religion based that like mixed with medicine like mm -hmm. you no know, this is what I believe no there's actually a medical reason for this and we can help you know um, I like the way when it merges and, and, and bridges the gap to help. Uh, I thought that was that was a pretty insane twist. Also, I gotta be biased with one of my own stories. <laughs> uh, the woman that had the sixty year old woman that had the baby and I had to deliver the baby. 
Yeah. And, yeah, and do the samba in the same episode. <laughs> so I'm like, dang, I'm delivering an old little baby, little Benjamin Button baby. It's like, <laughs> and I'm doing the samba. It was that was cool. And the, the actress, uh, uh, Julie, who played the the, the woman um, Tessa in that episode. She's super funny, great, amazing actress. I had a really good time on on set with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so, one of my favorites. I yeah. love that. So going back to March, when we met you at the convention, you told us that with regard to Noah and Sarah, that it's a marathon and we've rolled with it since the convention. We've been like, all right, you know, Roland says it's mile 11, so we'll just go with it. So do you still think that it's a marathon or do you think that he's stopped trying? What do you think is going on there? I think he's still trying. I think he's, you know, everything with her dad right now might not be the best time for him to pursue in that in that in that uh in that frame in that lane more right now is to be a support system and you know not not to overstep and push my support I think Noah's learning that that you know not every family is as close as his family is um so I think right now she's going through some things <laughs> so it might not be the best time to go out for a drink but <laughs> Uh, it's still he, he he's persistent. He, Noah's persistent, and that's that's you know a characteristic that I that I uh, hold as well. So uh, I think he's he's willing to wait it out. I think you know he might be on he might <laughs> he might be on mile eleven out of like twenty six. Still okay. So nothing has changed since March. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, I don't think anything's changed since March. Uh, uh, with the with the relationship growing. But I, I do I do feel like it's still in the running. Good to we'll know. Yeah. Um, so we've only got two meds or two episodes of med left in season three, which is kinda crazy because I feel like med just started. Um, I but I don't know if you can tell us anything, but I know since you're recurring, are you at least in these last two episodes? And if so, is there anything you can tease about what's going on for Noah in these last two episodes? I'm not in the last <gasps> not okay. Not okay. I'm not not in the last two episodes. And I think I can say that anyway because I mean, we're almost there. You could just Google it anyway. I think. It's, yeah. It's so little. what we saw from you last night was it for season three? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for season three for me. Um, I think that might be a little tease for season four, maybe. Um, who knows? That'd be a good little. That'd be something nice. That'd be something cool. What Noah's been doing over the summer is, you know, studying up so we can get under Dr. Rhodes' wing. You know, maybe. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, who do we have to talk to to make you a regular? We've had this discussion in multiple episodes. Who do we talk to? You gotta talk to Dick Wolf. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, talk to him. I don't know, tweet it. Maybe maybe it'll happen. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Uh, I love being on the show. I love uh, I love Karen. I, I like I like what they're giving me. The writers and the producers they they believe in me. They give me uh, more more uh, more of a role as a doctor, which is great. Um, it's challenging, but I feel like I'm growing uh, as an artist and as as no as a character. So yeah, I'm excited. I know we haven't been officially picked up yet, so like negotiations and stuff like that. You know, the next season kind of like in it's always in limbo until you get that official word you know that everybody has a job <laughs> but uh, it's looking pretty good the ratings are pretty good and i think the fans 
fans love what we're doing and we love bringing it to you guys. So hopefully we get a season four. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we're just impatient. We know it's most likely to happen. We're just impatient. We're like, any day now, NBC. Yeah, hey, we, we, we on the same page. Yeah. Uh, all the actors and producers and directors and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we on the same page. I think everybody here probably is fine. I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did also get a number of questions from listeners on Twitter, and one of our listeners wants to know if there's anybody on Chicago Med that you would like to have more scenes with. Oh, yeah. And I actually talked to him about it, too, before we, we finished production. Uh, I think it would be cool if uh, me and Oliver, Oliver Platt, had a little bit more time together. I think that's one person, him and Ipeza, um, is two people that I really haven't had as much, my character hasn't had that much uh, contact with, or storyline with. But I think it would be dope, me and Oliver. Um, yeah, and then that can also segue with Sarah. That would be kind of cool. We'll see. Be awesome. Yeah, I feel like I could learn a lot from him, so I would love to, to share the screen with him a little bit more. Yeah, and somebody else wanted to know what is your most difficult Chicago Med scene that you've had to shoot so far? A mixture of, like, uh, a mixture of, well, no, yeah, this is probably the most difficult, and it turned out really good, too. I was just really drank that whole, uh, that whole, like, 10 days that we had to shoot. But when I lost my first patient, I think it was episode five. Yeah. Yeah. The whole fight scene, too. I think that it was a really heavy Noah story. Like, it was heavy in my story on that. And then just the content was heavy. Plus, uh, the, um, the fight, we had stunt doubles, but we did most of our own stuff, too. That's um, Yeah, I had, like, a back pad on when he slammed me up against the the, the the wall and like I went through the glass at one point by accident. <laughs> uh, we shot that like scene in itself for like three hours, so I would have to like change because I was sweating and I was just tired. Uh, and I woke up the next day sore, <laughs> but uh, but it can it turned out really good too. So I'm happy that like I just you know I stayed focused. And let just left it all out on the links, you know, because you know, you know that's the only thing I have control over is between action and cut. I don't know what's gonna make the film. I don't know what's gonna make the show. I don't know what what take you're gonna pick. But I just know if I, I have to bring in every take, so I'm for sure of the work that I've done. So yeah, that that episode I was really drained that whole week, but you know, it was good. So we also have another question from a listener named Laurel, and she asks if Noah is ever going to acknowledge April for all of the assistance that she's rendered to him, especially since he became a doctor. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, man, I don't know. I think he knows. I think he knows. He's grateful. He's, I think he says it in different ways. Um, um, maybe... Yeah, I think he's grateful. He, he's he's just stepped up, and he's grateful that she's there with him. She, he just wants her to let him, let him go a little bit more now. Just let go a little bit more, um, so that he can rise to the occasion and he can prove that what she did and what everybody did to help him has paid off. And now I can I don't need any more help. 
in that sense. If I do, I, I'll ask, you know. But just let me, let me, let let it go. Now I think we both had had a little trouble. One, one letting go, and one, and one, both letting go in in a sense. One flying on his own, and one letting go and letting the other fly. But I think now it's it's more of a she needs to let go a little bit more. And you know, I think if if uh, if there is some kind of storyline that that will bring that back up, maybe he will thank her for that. But um, I think he's showing it in his own ways. Maybe just not, you know, so, so blatant. <laughs> I liked how he did it last week with the mom, and she was like, "Well, if you need to run any more tests," and Noah was like, "No, no, we're good." He's really coming yeah. into his confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think April wants to have his back. She loves his brother. It's all love. It's it's not coming from anything of uh, insecurity or or uh, or or thinking that I, I can't measure up. It's she just wants me to do well, um, and she has my back. She's a big sister, and I'm I'm telling her, you know, I got this, and that's why I'm stepping up a little bit more too. Yeah. And speaking of April, the same listener, Laurel, she wanted to know, especially considering Ethan and April's new relationship this season, do Ethan and Noah get along? Are they actually friends or do they just tolerate each other just because April is the common denominator? I think, uh, well, it's, it's a, uh, I think he admires Dr. Troy. I think that, I, I think just, uh, he just wants April to be happy too. I, I think it's a win-win for Noah, but but I don't think they're friends. He's the, he's the boss, you know. Right. He's the chief. I think you know he wants to learn from them. I think he, he likes you know the the masculine qualities and the take take control qualities of Doctor Troy that he kind of wants to implement in his own his own way of uh, of diagnosing medicine. Um, and I think, you know, as long as, as long as April happy, uh, we good, Dr. Choi. <laughs> you ain't got no problems with Noah. <laughs> That's great. So, like we mentioned before, your movie, The Week Of, just debuted on Netflix last week. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us, how did you get involved in this project? Yeah. Um, so, I was in Texas last summer, right after Med. Chicago Met ended. I booked a, a mini series, a war series called The Long Road Home, and I was in Texas filming that over this, uh, from like April to June. And I got an audition from my manager for this movie, and I was like, "Oh snap! This Brock Adams, oh, that's cool. Okay, um, yeah, I don't know if I'll get it, but yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. I put myself on tape. So when, when you're not like in LA or New York to see the casting director, you you know, record your own audition. So I have one of my friends that was uh, in the in the Long Road home with me. His name is Carter. Um, he uh, taped me, and then I sent it to my manager and agent, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I get a call saying, you know, what, what's your schedule like for the next couple of days? Are you shooting? I was like, actually, I have a three-day weekend. I'm off Friday, and I, I don't have to work this, this weekend. And he was like, okay, well... The week of, they want you. They want to see you for a director producer session, but it's in New York, and um, they're they not gonna fly you out. They're not gonna fly out all the callbacks. So, do you want to do like a Skype session? And I thought about it, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do Skype because uh, nothing against Skype, <laughs> but I don't want to rely on tech technology if it, if it starts to mess up or 
you know, you can't feel my energy in the room. I want to, I want to see, I want them to feel me. So I said, you know, I'll bet on myself. So I bought my own plane ticket and threw myself out there. Um, and on like three hours of sleep, I went in there and saw Robert Smigel and Alan Colbert and I did, uh, did my thing. And after the audition, I went to go see my agent because one of my agents is in New York and he was like, how'd it go? And I told him straight up, I think I got a move. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I think so. And so I left it at that. And a week later, I got a call um, in Texas that I got the I got the offer. Adam Adam picked me uh, picked me uh, himself. Where he saw my tape, saw thirty seconds of the two tapes that he saw. He saw mine first, and he was like, "I want that guy. That guy. He's the guy. He's the guy." <laughs> so so that was, it was amazing. It was come true. That's awesome. Uh- Speaking of Chris Rock and Adam Sandler, I mean, that's, you, and I mean, Steve Buscemi's in this movie. Like, there's a lot of talented people in this movie. Um, what's it like working with all of them? It was awesome. I was just trying to be a sponge and uh, soak it up, you know? They're, they're the comedy at the movie Based in Love, me and Allison uh, mm-hmm. Strong. She plays Sarah. It's based in our love. Uh, so the craziness is the situation. The funniness is the situation that we're put in. Those guys are the funny guys. I'm just trying to hit the ball back and forth. And I'm just, you know, soaking up everything that I can while I'm on set with these guys because, you know, they've made a, a career out of this. They, they're legends, you know. So right. it's some notes to be taken. Uh, but it's great. Like Rachel Dratch, she's hilarious. Uh, Rob Morgan, he's in Mudbound. Uh, this is his stock and raised this year too. He went to the Oscars this year. Like we got some, we got some, I met some lifelong friends. It's great. Like they're not just my idols now, not but people I look up to, but like I can text Adam if I want, you know? Cool. That's cool. So were you, I mean, were you like starstruck at first? Like, holy shit, that's Adam Sandler? Or was, were they just like, you'd known them for years? Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I remember like I was completely calm and cool all the way up until the first day of work. First day of work, I was shooting my bachelor party scene, and that was when I would meet Adam and Chris for the first time. And I was just talking to my mom, like, Mom, he started me on my comedy, and I'm, in like 20 minutes, I'm about to be on set with him. This is crazy. So I was like, all right, let me hang up. Uh, let me go outside and get some air. I step out of my trailer. Adam pulls up in his SUV, <laughs> and he stops in front of me and was like, hey, hey man, nice to meet you, Roland. You're going to be great. You're great. Thank you for coming. You're so talented. This is going to be a great summer. It's going to be a fun summer. I can't wait. And then I just was looking at him and nodding my head. And then he drove off. And then I, I felt the words come out like, you're great too. But it was just too late. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the bachelor party scene was the first one you filmed? Like when they throw Uncle Seymour into the ball pit and he basically dies? That. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that was my first two days of work. Uh, for the movie. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. So that was two two days of overnight uh, stuff. But yeah, that's funny. Basically, basically strippers and trampoline is the easiest way to break out break the ice in the comedy. <laughs> uh, I I recommend it fully. <laughs> that's so great. That's so great. So I mean, the movie is all about the craziness of weddings, and so we are curious. Do you have any crazy wedding stories? If it's like one that you attended or one that you were in, maybe not as crazy as like the water bucket starting a fire in the ceremony, or you know, do you have any crazy stories? I don't. I don't have. I mean, I I'm at that age too, where a lot of my friends are even married with kids and stuff. But I I haven't even been to too many weddings. Um. 
Um, not really. I did have, well, I did have, it's not really, it is crazy, but it's not like, not like, it was like crazy on purpose. <laughs> my One of my best friends, he's now divorced, so I, I suggest you not do what he did. And I told him not to do this too. But anyway, he, uh, his wife, his ex-wife, I knew her in college too. She wanted to be on Bridezilla. So they were on Bridezilla. And you can probably pull this episode up. I'm in it. But she wanted, this is before like I got any credits. I had just moved to L.A. Um, she wanted really like to be famous, I'm guessing, and wanted to like stir that pot and get her own spinoff. So she was like, Roland, you're an actor. All right, so when the cameras is on, we're going to start this drama and this and this and this. I'm like, hey, I'm an actor. I'm not no reality TV star. I'm not about to do this and make a fool of myself on TV. So then when I do make it, y'all can pull this clip back up and I got to relive it for the rest of my life. No, you do it on your own. <laughs> so basically, she was the bridezilla. She was acting all crazy and stuff. And um, yeah, uh, my boy got married and I was in the wedding and now they're not together. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Because the bridezilla was real. She was a real zilla. So I don't I don't suggest anybody uh bring cameras into your um your your love. Um because I think that uh it skews it skews stuff. I don't think that's the right way to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well yeah. speaking of bringing cameras places, you also recently started a vlog. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> what you want to start um, your vlog channel? What made me want to start it? Yeah. Well, um, I I think uh, I always wanted to have a voice. When I grew up, I grew up in Texas. I didn't really have the best experiences in Texas. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, got made fun of, got freckles. And then when the girls started liking the freckles, then the guys wanted to be my friend again. People was like, you ain't black. Black people don't have freckles. You ain't white. So you this. You Mexican? <laughs> you, you know, it's just a whole bunch of kids can be cruel. And it's a whole bunch of ignorance. Ignorance that I experienced right. when I grew up in Texas. So I feel like I, feel like I didn't fit in. Or, or when I did fit in, I was a token, you know, for a certain reason. So I didn't really have a voice. Nobody really listened to me. And acting is something, entertaining is something I love to do. So now that I have a voice and now that things have changed, you know, I feel like this is the perfect time to use it and be transparent and tell people, show people who I am as a human, um, that anybody can do it. You know, uh, um, you just got to believe, work hard, keep, keep God in it and, and, you know, no plan B's. So, um, I always want to look at actors that I admire in their come up, you know, like get inspired. But, you know, some actors are private and others um, might not have had the technology to do this, you know, upload it to YouTube and do your own stuff. So I figured this year I'm, I'm not going to be lazy. I'm going to invest in my own, you know, company, my own brand, you know, have a voice in the world. I can I control the content fully. So it's, it's a great thing to to have and I felt like this was a great opportunity to document this not only for uh, people to see but for myself I could look back on these moments and be like man that really happened I really did that you know like this this was cool you know 
Uh, and I wanted to do it at a high level, too. I didn't want to do anything halfway. So that's what made me want to do the, start the YouTube channel. But I didn't really see too many people doing it. And, um, you know, besides Will Smith, Will Smith was doing it big, too. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to build my brand and, and do something different, burn a new path and inspire and reach and reach people. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. And I hope I, I see people are liking it. Hopefully I can, I can keep doing it. That's yeah, kind no, of that's the awesome. same way we started the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But no, speaking of your blog, I have to tell you, I was watching your episode that you came out with today, and I was dying at the part where you go and see your dad at the hotel, and he, you, he like, comes to the door with no pants on, and he puts the mouthwash in the flask. Like, I was dying. Dad's a character. Yeah, that's stuff you can't write, and that's stuff, like, what Adam does, too. Like, he even admits, he's like, I steal from this, I steal from that, I steal from that. As an artist, we... we you got to steal from your life and steal from what you experienced because that's what's genuine. I couldn't make that up. I can't write that character. That's yeah. my dad. That's my daddy. That's that's why I get some of the stuff that I get from him. And, yeah, he's 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 cool with it, too, with, like, just being genuine and being open with it. But, yeah, this man put mouthwash in the flask. You can't make that up. That's a great idea, though. I've never thought about doing that. That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, but also he old, too, so it's like... He can go to the airport with mouthwash in the flask and be like, oh, it's mouthwash, and nobody look at him crazy. But me, oh, it's mouthwash. Yeah, right? You over here trying to put some alcohol in, and uh, all right, I'm like, all right, drink it. And they drink it, then they get sick, and then I'm in trouble. And all I wanted was to have fresh breath for the trip, but, you know, it all goes wrong. <laughs> so my dad is really the only one that can do that. <laughs> that is so funny. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, Roland, I'm curious, like, how – when did you know you wanted to be an actor? Because we're sort of from the same area, not quite in Texas, but, you know, kind of, sort of. But, like, when did you know you wanted to be an actor? Was it, was it when you were here in Texas, or had you moved already? Yeah, I was 12 or 11 or 12. I saw this movie called The Wood. Uh, it is a, a coming-of-age story of these three friends in Inglewood, California. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the first, like, five minutes... Uh, the, the Tay Diggs, he's an actor. His character had my name, and it was like, "Where's Roland? Where's Roland?" And it was at the wedding. It started like present day at the wedding. They can't find Roland. Roland's gone missing. Then you see the two other friends, and then they go back and tell the story of how they met. And it goes back and forth for them trying to find Roland, and then telling the story of them growing up from middle school to high school, and and on. And and it was funny. It was so funny. I was cracking up the whole way through. It made me like watch the movie closer because my name was in it and I never heard my name in anything. So I watched it super close and I was cracking up and then it clicked. I was like, wait, mom, is this a job? For some reason, people on TV never registered to me as a profession because I guess in where I grew up too, nobody ever said that. Whenever you said what you wanted to be when you grew up, nobody ever said actor, entertainer, comedian, anything like that. So I asked my mom, wait, is that a job? And she said, yeah. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I want to be like Jim Brown. I want to be an actor and a football player. <laughs> so I played football, but I kept the acting close to heart because, you know, I was already getting made fun of a little bit too. So I knew kids would just destroy your dream. So I was like, I didn't tell anybody but but uh, my, my family. I mean, when I, when I graduated from high school, uh, I went off to play football at North Carolina A&T my freshman year. And I was going away to a place where no, I knew nobody. And my mom, again, told me, you know, 
something stuck with me when she said, she said I had the opportunity to reinvent myself because everybody here knew me from elementary school and up and, you know, they can say who I am, but if you're going somewhere where no one knows me, you can change your name, you can be whoever you want to be, take this opportunity. And I, it really resonated with me. And I was like, you're right, you know, I can tell you who I am before you tell me who I'm not. So now I'm an actor. <laughs> and that's when I started finally taking, you know, theater classes and stuff like that. And eventually I had to make a big leap. At 22, I just dropped out of school and moved to L.A. Uh, and that was eight years ago. Actually, eight years ago, yesterday, May 1st, 2010, I moved to L.A. Never been to L.A. before in my life. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I did, not, I did not realize you played college football. Yeah. Yeah, I played for North Carolina A&T, and I played for Texas Southern University. Um, I dropped out my senior year. I mean, I ended up going back to school two years in L.A. I was like, man, this is tough. No one wants to take a meeting with me. It's hard to get these uh, auditions. So what's another route? Um, I met two different. I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and I met two different or three different uh, USC professors. I had to take them home, you know, like and talk to them, and they were like, "So, what? What? Uh, why? Why are you here?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm here to pursue acting." And they were like, "Oh, well, USC has a top ten program in the nation. You should think about it." And I was like, "Nah, nah, I don't want to go back to school." And it happened again in the same week. And then the third time it happened, in the same week, I was like, "What the heck? Okay, let me. Where is USC?" I looked it up, and it was right down the street from my apartment where I was living. So I just went on campus one day and I took a tour and fell in love with the school. And I just was like, how do I get in? It was like super competitive. I had to audition for the School of Dramatic Arts. They only picked 20 people a year. And I had to get into the into the university as well. And I got in and I got a full ride. So I finally finished in uh, 2015. So it took me nine years to get a bachelor. But was the best decision I ever made going back to school. I got a manager, an agent. After that, like it expedited everything that, you know, my learning, my, my understanding of acting, my theater foundation. Um, so yeah, it helped me with everything to get to this point. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No risk, no reward, right? Yeah, for sure. And you just never give up because it's everybody's path is different. Like I went back to school at 24. So I was uh, in school with like twenty year olds, and I look I don't look thirty now, <laughs> and I don't didn't look twenty four, and I always looked younger, so that benefited me. But you know anybody could look and be like, man, I'm too old now. I missed it. Like everybody has a different path. Don't look left or right. There's a reason why a racehorse has blinders on because all you need to see is the finish line. You don't need to look side to side because you're gonna lose steps. Just go for it. Everybody's path is different, and maybe yours can inspire somebody else's. And it's just—it's life. It's you got to have—you got to be ready to dedicate your life to something, and that's how you won't fail. So um, I did it too, and I'm glad I—I'm glad I went back and finished. That's yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I don't think I could have gone back and finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a certain point where I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do no more school. Uh, I, I, I had my manager and agent while I was in school, too. Like, that last year, that third year, was hard for me to finish. But I knew God wasn't on. I was coming close to a lot of stuff, too. A lot of stuff. But I knew, in the back of my mind, God wasn't going to give me anything until I finally finished. Because he knew if I got something, I would have left two weeks prior to graduation. Right. <laughs> and not taking that final. 
And, he, and, he, and I was right. I finished, and six months later, I booked Chicago Med. I was just about to ask when Med came in if you said you graduated in 2015. So was Med, like, one of the first things you booked right out of college? Yeah, well, my first network job. I Right right out of school, I booked a movie called Slight. That, that went to theaters. I had a small cameo in that. Uh, I booked that in, like, June or July. I graduated in May, booked that in July. In August, I booked this uh, web series called Shitty Boyfriends with Lisa Kudrow. Uh, she executive produced it. Um, and then that was in August. And then two months later in October, I booked Met. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And Lisa Kudrow, you've worked with some big names already. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, huh? That She's is awesome. crazy. She's awesome. She's funny. That's awesome. Well, yeah, so... Last question, unless any more tend to pop up, but, you know, it's hiatus now, so you get some free time. You mentioned the term me time earlier. We don't know what that means. It's a foreign concept, but what are your plans for hiatus? Yeah, so this month, I'm, I'm you know, I just moved to getting my house in order. I'm uh, working out, just making, doing all the stuff I wanted to do. I think I'm, I'm going to get my motorcycle license this month. Uh just read, and then I'm, I'm working on this short. I'm trying to finish the last draft of my own short that I want to produce by the end of this year in this month. But then in June, I'm going out of the country. So there's two options that might happen, <laughs> and I'll let you know when it happens. But I'm either backpacking for a month through Europe, mm -hmm. which I wanted to do for so long. Um, I just didn't have, at first I didn't have the finances. Now I just didn't have the time, but now I'm making time. I'm either going to backpack through Europe for a month or I'm going to be working in Italy for three months. So fingers crossed. What? That, I mean, those are good options either way. Yeah, either way I'm leaving the country. But one could be for work. I think I'll find out this week or next week. Hopefully I get it. And one, you know, and if I, and if I go for work, I can still, like, you know, I'm, I'll be traveling on the weekends. I, I can still have my, my backpacking trip you know like right, you know, it'll, be right. paid, it'll be paid for so that's that'll be that'll be a blessing that'll be all god right there but if i don't get it i'm still gonna go and i'm just gonna go for a month and i'm just gonna read right experience new cultures eat new foods you know mm -hmm. uh talk to god on a different level you know see see the beauty that he that he made um i've been wanting to do that so that's my plan and then i'll come back in in, in july hopefully and hopefully meta be picked up and we'll start back working in in July. Take a million pictures in Europe. Yeah, seriously. What's the number one place on if you go like for backpacking or if you go on the weekends or whatever, what's the number one place in Europe you want to go? Man, I don't know. I have a few friends that have done the backpacking thing. I still have to. I'm planning the route right now. I'm mm -hmm. going to talk to them and get their, um, their opinions. But I heard Croatia is beautiful. I heard... I think it's Sarantini. Uh, oh, is it in Greece? Yeah. Santorini? Santorini, yeah. Santorini, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm looking forward to Madrid. I know there's like there's like better spots that's not like super well-known, too, that I got to get from the local. You know, I'm, I'm going to set a route, but I'm also going to leave time open for like exploration of discoveries if i meet somebody and they'll tell me like oh this is this is what you need to go and that's not touristy and really experience the culture and the food and, and, and everything like that so 
yeah, we'll see. If y'all got any suggestions, y'all let me know too. Yeah, I'm trying to. Well, do you know where in Italy you'd be? I don't know yet. Don't know yet. Yeah, my best friend right now lives in Torino, so she's always Instagramming all of her food. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any yeah. other places in Italy. But yeah, if, if you end up in Torino, I'm sure she's got recommendations. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if I think of any. My roommate's doing the backpacking thing in Europe right now. She's gone for two and a half more weeks. But she's doing, like, Eastern Europe. Europe. So, like, she just got to Prague. She was in Amsterdam last week. So, mm. but, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah, I've only been to London and Paris, and I hated Paris. So, <laughs> London's the only city I've got. But that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, we got to tell, tell our Paris friends and make, make it up to you. It'll show you a better time. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, we went, it was like six years ago, it was actually during the Olympics. And so, I mean, we got to Paris, and it was just completely different from London. It was super warm. Everybody was not nice. Um, but, you know, I think we just caught them on a bad stretch of days. Yeah, and it's probably really hectic because of the Olympics, too. Yeah, probably was, so. Or foreigners in, in town and stuff, yeah. So I probably owe Paris a second chance. <laughs> you owe them a second shot. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Well, yeah, Brian, do you have any other questions that you can think of? No, I think that's it. Roland, thank you so much for talking with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. So, as always, listeners, you know where to find us. We're all over social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We are Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Brina. I am at Brian K13. Roland, we know where to find you, but just in case they don't, where can we find you on social media? Roland Buck the Third. Yes. I, I, here we go. Roland Buck. I, 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 yes. Roland, thank you so much for coming back. You are the first return guest. You can go ahead yeah. and message Jeff and be like, haha, in your face. Um, no, nobody else can come back more than uh, uh, three times because I am the winner. Yeah, we can't have anybody back a third time until you come back a third time. You've like set the you've set the bar now. We're gonna be like, has Roland come back a third time? Great, we can't have you on yet. <laughs> and, and I'm the third, so uh, yeah. I, have, I have to come on at least three times, and then you can't have anybody else on uh, more than three times. <laughs> Noted. Your podcast. <laughs> You're gonna rule the podcast. We're okay with that. We're totally okay with that. That's funny. So, will we see you at the Chicago Heroes event in 2019? Hopefully. That was a fun weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. I'd love to come back. Yeah. So let's let's hope. hope. Y'all know y'all y'all know who to talk to. We do. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We'll be like, listen, Roland's a friend of the pod now and he set some rules in place, so we gotta abide by them. (laughs) That's funny. Well great, awesome. So yeah, listeners, you will hear from us again next week when we get into the specifics of the finales, as well as we're interviewing Derek on May seventh, right, Brenna? Yeah. And Jeff Dreyer very soon after that. But it'll only be his second time, Roland. Don't worry. Um, But yeah, otherwise, that's about all we've got. And we will see you guys later in the week. Thanks again, Roland. Bye, guys. Uh,